minutes remaining. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Daily Happy. Today is Saturday, April 2nd, 2022. I'm Allison Burns. I'm Lulu Picard. And whether you're waking up or winding down, we want to be there for you. And you can be there for us by supporting our supporters like Buzzsprout, which is the platform that we use to get our voices over to your ears because they are the easiest podcast hosting platform. I just couldn't get the words out of my <laughs> mouth to get them into your ears. Go to our link in bio on our social media or right here on the podcast player to find out more. Yeah. All right, Lulu, you are going to be obsessed with this story. Oh, you, really? You are literally going to love so much about it. Like when I was okay. reading this, I was like, I wanted to text you right away with the link, but I knew I couldn't. <laughs> so here's what's happening in Baltimore, the Baltimore Museum of Art. Get ready. It's you can't even imagine. Okay. So they have created a special exhibition called Guarding the Art. What this is, they have selected 17 members of their security team. They have asked Uh their security team basically to select three pieces each that they want to exhibit. And in the early days of the pandemic, they started to begin, they were tutored on how to curate, set lighting, how to write placards, like how to like basically set up this art in this museum. Okay. I love all oh, of what you're ready. saying. Because they said basically like all this, there's a 47 member security team and they said, they're always asked, you know, where's the bathroom? Where's this part of the, where's the lobby, blah, blah, blah. But the people there were like, you know what? They spend every day with this art and we want them to have a voice in this. So they literally spent time with them, teaching them. And what they found is that the team had like, more love, more like curiosity about the entire museum than they ever even thought. There's over 95,000 pieces in the whole collection and only 1,800 or so are on display at any given period. But these security team members have seen almost all of them go through all of their phases. So yeah, so the guards came forward, they each selected three pieces, and they were able to curate those pieces. And so now it's called Guarding the Art. It's a whole new exhibition. Like, isn't that amazing? Yeah, what a creative, cool way. And now those people love art. Oh, exactly. That's what a museum should be doing. Yep, exactly. There's a few different perspectives that I want to talk about just because, again, you're a huge museum and art lover. I am. You love that stuff. I love it, too, just in a different way. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) you love that it exists. I do love that it exists. And I do love looking at it. I don't find as much like serenity or peace with the quietness of a museum, but I do love the the idea and the fact that it's there. And I love the stories behind it. So there was this guard, his name is Alex. He chose three works. One of them was Winslow Homer's Waiting for an Answer piece that was painted in 1872. This is what he said. He said, it's strangely reflective of the experience of being a guard, a job mostly made up of waiting. I mean, that's beautiful, Alex. Yeah, see, they're finding what they, that's what I love about art because like, you give so okay. You ready for this? Yes, here please. We go. I, yeah. So we work in theater, right? Yes. Performance, whatever. You create it, and the people are there at the same time, and then it's all beautiful, which is why I don't like bootlegs. But that's another story. Yeah. 
art, they like make it and then they are not involved in the conversation in your with your head and that oh, piece of that's art. That's true. Yeah. There's no other input from the artist once mm-hmm. it's like hanging up unless they write a text about it or something. Right. So I think that's can you imagine what Winslow Homer must would think like oh. knowing that you paint this painting and then 250 years later or whatever a person who's a security guard sees mm-hmm. themselves in your painting like that's so incredibly powerful and cool yeah I love that. It's amazing. And what I loved about it too was as simple as that statement was, there's a picture of the piece of art in this article as well. So I'm reading that simple statement, looking at this really beautiful piece of artwork that was, you know, again, painted hundreds of years ago. And I was, and I got it because I felt like it was so (laughs) like, it was like a common conversation. It was like layman's terms almost. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, because that's what I think kind of deters me sometimes is I feel like to look at art, you have to be so super smart and like have big words. Like that's how I feel about wine tastings. You know, I'm always like, I don't know. It tastes good. So to have someone look at this painting and go, I don't know. It reminds me of my job as a security guard. It's made up of waiting. And you're like, yes, of course that's what it is. So that's what I love too, is it's creating like that, commonality between like just everyday people who mm-hmm. aren't necessarily, you know, schooled in the words of art, but they're able to curate these ideas. So it's very simple, but like, I don't know. I just, I but love it. They're also like spending time with the art. Yeah. Because I think, you know, I, I've always liked museums, but I don't always understand what I'm supposed to be doing in them. Sure. And your feet get tired and you get, you know, like you go to the Met <laughs> At in New York and it's so overwhelming because it's gigantic right? and you feel like oh this is the day I go to the Met I need to see everything and you just don't it's impossible yeah right like it's just impossible yeah and it took me a while to give myself the permission to just look at the stuff I wanted to look at yeah and enjoy it and to yeah. sit with it and not judge that, it that happened like decades into me going into museums to the point where I was like, oh, I can just sit and stare at one thing this whole time because someone took six months, two years to make this painting. So how dare I walk by and think I get it? Right. Yeah. Like That's not fair. Right. You know, I should like sit and look at it and go, oh, that color. Because, you know, back then, you know, they were making the colors, right? So like... There are certain times when the color yellow didn't exist in painting or that color right. red didn't exist. So like it's so cool to kind of know more about it and look at it that way. But you have to be guided or you have yeah. to search for it yourself. It's it's not easy to learn how to appreciate it. Yeah. No, 100 percent. And I wish that I was in the Baltimore area to see it. It runs until July, mid-July. So if you guys are in the Baltimore area, you have the next few months to get over there and check out this exhibit because I wish I could go. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that story. You know what else is awesome? Give it to me. So the first story was for you. This story is for me. Okay. Get ready. There is a London-based company that just literally invented an invisibility shield. And Wait, really though? Oh my, you guys have to see it. The link will be in the bio. Okay, here's what's happening. <laughs> it uses this like engineered lens that directs light and it reflects it from the subject away from whoever's looking at you. 
Okay. So, and then it sends it sideways across the face of this shield to the left and right. Okay. Who's holding the shield? The person wanting the person hiding. Yes. Okay. 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 So, if I was trying to hide from you, I would hold this shield up in front of me, and I literally would have to duck behind it, and you disappear because it reflects light to it mirror the things around it. So it says uh-huh. it works best against uniform backgrounds like foliage, grass, rendered walls, sand, sky, and asphalt. Okay. But it also says like even a background, like there's this one guy who is holding it up in the picture and he's in a parking lot and it's an empty parking lot, but all the lines even of the parking spaces are completely reflected. Like you can't see the lower half of his body because he's standing up. So you, it looks like he's floating. Like his, so it's like it's like automatic green screen. Exactly, it's amazing. Okay, right now That's they're doing bizarre. like a Kickstarter for it, but basically, if you order it, it'll be like ready by December. I am gonna go on and see how much it is because if I can get an invisibility cloak, are you kidding for me? That is like a game changer in like life. Where I think would really you use expensive? it immediately? Where would you like? What's the number one place you'd use that right now? Right now, I think I would use it in my house. Okay, okay. Who are you hiding from? I think just my family. I think like just to see, just to like poke around and see what happens. Remaining. Yeah, or like, or like if um, I tell everybody like, "Hey, I'm gonna go take a nap. I need some alone time." But then I actually don't want to sleep. I just want alone time. But I would like put lots of things under my, you know, covers, and then like hide in the side of my room and like just look at TikToks. Oh, like I mean, hide behind the shield. Yeah, Ten. or if I have sounds, snacks, sounds like a eight. sounds candy. like a work trip. Seven. Yeah, candy like, that I want to hide from my kids. Five, just four, sit behind the 10K cloak. Ten k work trip. <laughs> I get it. One. 